Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Illegal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live Sunday 12th of May, beautiful afternoon, sunny afternoon, Mother's Day afternoon, Sydney Portier, as usual, coming at you live from Melbourne, Victoria, how's it going Jack? Yeah, good thanks Rui Harry, thanks for the introduction, Um, keen for a big show uh, this afternoon, we're obviously doing it prior to the last day of Magic Round, where we have two um, brilliant games, uh, Probably the Roosters Raiders probably is the one I'm really, really looking forward to uh, at 2 p.m. in about an hour from now. And then we've got the Rabbitohs versus the Cowboys to finish off a, uh, a, a, a great magic. A great. Well, it's hard to tell. We're not there. We've been watching it all on telly, um, which is disappointing. Probably should have got up there. Um, but sounds like it's all been going all right. What's the feedback you've heard of Magic Round? I think it's been pretty positive, generally, but I, I'm like you, I've been just watching on TV, so um, I can't really comment on the overall experience and if it's normal oh, to an NRL game, so what, what's your takes? Give me your takes. Just prior, just prior to the recording, I actually texted um, Clint Dolan, uh, who's one of our Queensland cor- correspondents and a massive Broncos fan, I just texted him, I said... Hey, mate, how was uh, Magic Weekend from a Brisbane uh, boy's perspective? And he said, yeah, look, it's been pretty good. He uh, doesn't mind a beer, but he went straight home after the Broncos. It was Friday night, wasn't it? Mm. He said that uh, the talk around the bars and the game was it would have been better to condense it into three days rather than having that sort of shark. Stolen my thunder. Mm. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think let's, let's get into Magic Round. I think there's just a couple of obvious tweaks that we could make. Great concept. It's worked well in the Super League. The, the most obvious one for me is what makes it magic if it's the exact same scheduling as a normal uh, NRL round of football? Now, just what Clint Dolan um, said, there's no way they should have a Thursday. And I'm arguing it should be two days. Four games on each day. Whatever you pick, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I would say probably Saturday and Sunday the best for the crowds. And you've got yep. a one, three, five, seven kickoffs, um, and it kind of gives it that more festival feeling, which is what you want in a magic round. Um, there's just no need to space out the games as they normally do. I, th- I thought that was missing a massive trick. The Thursday game that was just stupidity. Um, I'm not sure how much they actually only got seventeen thousand to the Thursday game. So Titan yeah, but- Sharks. So that's Probably a good Titans crowd, but you know it hasn't really extolled the virtues of keeping it on the Thursday. The, the the other obvious one is don't have it on Mother's Day weekend. Yeah, it's a good point. It probably would have um, stopped a few people getting up there, especially people that sort of getting whipped by their wives, people that can't stand up to their wives, who we know a few of. 
But who can we talk? We're not up there. So, um, but anyway, I, I agree. We all obviously know that TV forced that bloody Thursday night game. Um, look, I and and seventeen thousand to be honest is a great crowd for the Titans. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, and I've never thought about it. I think that's a good way to think about it. Having just two days for four and four days, like a brilliant. sevens festival or a nines festival, like that was what the beauty of those things are, is that you get there earliest. Different. There's something like decidedly different about watching an NRL game in broad midday sunlight. Um, you know, you're starting to have your first schooner. You've probably actually been at the pub for two hours. You've got that exactly. afternoon glow on that there aren't many better feelings in life than getting outside with the sun blazing and you've got three schooners under your belt, is there? I actually think you've... I've never thought about it this way. I think you're, you're, you're not often right, Rehari, but I think this is actually... That's how they've got to improve it. Now, look... We will lose some revenue or whatever from advertising dollars from not having the Thursday, Friday, but you've got to give something back to the fans, and that is something to give back to the fans. I think that's actually a, a really good idea. I mean, it's, it actually um, allows people to sort of, even on a like, fly up after work mm-hmm. on the Friday from like Sydney or Melbourne or Auckland, mm-hmm. and then probably get from the airport, have a few beers down Kixon Street or their um, public hotel of choice before... Firing up on the Saturday, I actually, mate, you've actually, that's brilliant. And the other thing I do feel it could be improved on is the the, um, the NRL have locked it in with the Queensland government for three years. Mm. However, it would be brilliant if you just went, say, Brisbane this year, Parramatta next year, Mm. Melbourne year after Auckland, and then just went round again until start taking it to Singapore, Hong Kong, Vegas. Yeah. You know, it would be... Uh, but but the Queensland government are, are great supporters of league and have fronted up some cash, etc. Yeah, um, I mean, the concept is great, but calling it Magic Weekend, it just may as well be play the whole round as per normal at Suncorp Stadium round. Because yeah, there's nothing magic about it. Yeah, other than some of the football on show. Agree with that. The football, there's something, there's a festival atmosphere in the way that the footy's been played. We may as well start with the Melbourne Storm. And I think I kicked them into gear last weekend, didn't I? You are very good at doing it, I tell you. It's um, when Ree Harry starts doubting them on legal counsel, they just do. They get into gear and show what they're made of. Fuck, they, I couldn't have been happier. Because I'd begrudgingly said last week if the Eels won, then I'd call them top eight contenders, even though in my heart of hearts I did not want to say that. And... There's something about the storm on a dry Suncorp track under lights. They just seem to play at a speed that is just beyond most other clubs um, when they hit that switch. No one can get to that zone. And I I don't think the Roosters can get to that zone. This is just on a different stratosphere of rugby league, what they're doing last night. I was actually thinking about this in the shower this morning, about how I think... Look, they lost to the Sharks last week in a dour game at Shark Park, and look, the best clubs in the world will do that uh, on you know those nights. But I was thinking about it, like the Storm and Roosters are head and shoulders above uh, all the other clubs in this comp and teams in this comp. And I thought to no, myself... I was you say the Bunnies are up there too this year. This is, this is uh, but I, I still think, without seeing... I still think... Roosters and Storm are just a little bit ahead of the Bunnies. I think the Bunnies do have the potential, but I still think they are. And I was thinking in the shower that, like, um, you know, the Roosters are brilliant, but that is pure, it's just pure throwing cash around, right? But the Mm. Storm is just, it's actually just pure culture. 
the way they can um, just and we say it, we say it all the time. The way they can bring players in and they make them play better. The way they um, I, don't, I thought about the other thing. Like we've all heard Munster's got in trouble and stuff, um, and also Curtis Scott's got in trouble. There's rumours flying around why. He wasn't in the in the team the other couple of weeks, which we could touch on. But what did you, you hear about that? Well, I heard um, from a a, Mel, a Melbourne source who usually is pretty good with his mail that uh, the Rebels and which is the Melbourne uh, Ra Ra team, obviously, and the Storm obviously share a a ground a training facility, I think. Um, and the, and what I heard was there was actually a um, uh, a sponsors function where Quade Cooper, who I think most leagueies would know of because he's toyed with coming to... He's got league. league in him. He's a leaguey deep down, isn't he? He's got league in him. He's got a, a tattoo. <laughs> uh, nah, mate, that's dog shit. Get back to where you were. Still hear me now? That's better. I mean, the, yeah. you cannot pull that shit on the listeners. You can't go fancy, full Malaysian on us, mate. But fancy that. My fucking mum trying to ring me on Mother's Day in the middle of a legal council episode. Anyway, where was I? So they were at a club uh, function, uh, a sponsor function, and Quade Cooper went up to shake Curtis Scott's hand, and Curtis Scott just headbutts him, splits him wide open. Will Chambers jumps in to Quade Cooper's defence. Quade Cooper's, which I've worked out, it must be because... Uh, Chambers did play Rara, must have played together, so they must be mates. And then, like, um, Curtis Scott goes to Will Chambers, let him go, smash that C word as well. So, and then I've actually, so that was the rumour, and it was all over apparently Quade Cooper was trying to take out um, uh, Curtis Scott's girlfriend, who's Tay Clark or Jay Clark or someone. She's probably quite attractive because she's an athlete. Um, Yeah, look, you do have a special... Uh, nows for finding rugby league players' girlfriends on Instagram. I don't met anything, anyone like you that, that knows rugby league partners. It's a real gift that you've got. It is. You know, I've got you a just few. Like, you just like a full of picture of your leagueies, don't you? You like to know, you know, like how know. they are away from the game, what they get into, um, how they're viewed by their better halves. So it's, it's, you know, it's good. It's, it just gives you that extra little edge when we're talking on a podcast. But but I mean I'm one of those bigger I'm one of those not, not big one of those guys that actually understands that the mental side of things affects um, players' performances more than anything. Like we knew that when Isaac looked two years ago when he was struggling with a, a real bad illness in the family through um, a lot of investigative journalism from the LC hosts. Also, so back to this um, this issue is that Tay is it Tay Clark? You'll know. I think you're a big fan of her. But anyway, lo, uh, she might be a triple jumper, but she actually got rid of all photos of her and Scott on Instagram. Mm. So that's sad. I don't, I'd hate him. I'd hate Quade Cooper to cut Curtis Scott's lunch because I do like Curtis Scott. I love Curtis um, Scott. We're, we're mm. Clearly, like, all fights, um, it's a Bill Simmons uh, call, is that all fights happen either over girls or card games. He reckons all NBA fights are either over girls or card games. And I think that league all league fights are either over... Birds, or well, I think that's just it. Girls. No, 
Hey, what about Gilbert Arenas when he was had those? Uh, yeah, that was a card game robbery. with Javaris Crittenden. Card game. Oh, I thought it was money. Oh, obviously money and cards. He bought so. out a gun in the changing rooms of the Washington what? Wizards changing sheds. And Crittenden now is dead. He got shot in a drive-by recently. So live by the sword, die by the sword. Based. Um, oh, what a name though, Crittenden. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. So anyway, let's go full circle. Let's touch on Curtis Scott. Fuck, he had a point proof last, last night. night. Was he in full flight? A skinny white guy in full flight. There's just nothing like it. A wiry guy like him should have passed it four different ways. Did you see the way when he made that break right? Did you see how fast that Okara was? He almost almost overran him. Oh, he's fast, isn't he? It's just, they are a pleasure to watch, especially destroying Parramatta. Um, And beware the storm. Like, I just keep mentioning... Look, and I wrote them off last week because I did not see what I what I wanted to see out of them recently. Um, but they do; they're the only real team that, again, back to the Spurs reference, they genuinely lose grand finals and they use it as motivation the next year, even though they've already got three or four under their belt. Like, I think looking in the cold light of day now after that drumming, they'll probably be hurting by that Roosters drumming in the in the GF, won't they? They'll be hurting. Because they because they got drubbed and as I said the culture in that club is just at its peak and I've like worked in like good cult like in, in business right if you go into a culture if that's good I've always thought you never want to be the guy because the word is it's very hard to get good culture mm. but you can lose it very quickly it takes you know? two bad eggs Sometimes it takes one. two bad eggs. And, and to be honest personally, but I'm sure this sort of happens when you get into a good culture, you're like, oh, I don't want to be the one that no. lets this... So you lift up a bit. And I think that's what happens to players that get to the storm. Absolutely. Curtis Scott, now, unfortunately, is out for 12 weeks now, though. Oh, what? Yeah. He um, can't take the injury. He was on crutches after the game. And Jar what? Hughes also um, suffered an injury, which leads me serious? into... And, Correct me if I'm wrong in my pronunciation. This next point, and I know right, I'm going to get go. slagged off. Go. He's a New Zealander, but Curtis Scott's individual try, mm. unfortunately, took didn't take the gloss off, but overshadowed another incredible solo try by Jerome Hughes. It was I don't know if you've seen it, Riari. It was oh, it was phenomenal. This kid, and the do, I just, do, do you rate Jerome Hughes more than just like he's a He's a guy playing in a juggernaut. Like he's a guy who's been lifted up talent-wise. He's playing in the storm. He's playing above his pay grade. I think he's a solid NRL footballer. That's it. I'm, I think not, I'm not willing to go any further. And I, no, I, I, look, that's your opinion, and I know it's the um, it's it's I know it's the most NRL commentators' opinion because they always just say he's a good player. They never. I've noticed that they they. Uh, they don't know if Jerome Hughes is good or it's the storm, but that try last night was phenomenal. And anyway, we did, let's speak to Diva. Get on to your next point, but I can't believe before you don't we, rate Before it. we go, question for you. The name Jerome Hughes' three clubs that he's played NRL football for. He's only played NRL football for the storm. Mm-hmm. Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. And Cowboys. Yeah. Played one game for the Titans in 2013 as a 19-year-old. Wow, is he quite old? He's 24. Wow. And in 2016, 
played a round 12 game in Wollongong, scored a try in a 14-10 loss to the Dragons, and then wow. made his debut for the Storm in 2017, 24 games. Hasn't played a test yet, but he went on a tour for New Zealand. Handy footballer, but I dare say his days at fullback for the Storm are numbered. You have absolutely Ryan Get out of this room. Oh, you're an idiot. Did you see that, Ryan Pappenhausen? Oh, here we go. He's on the back of a juggernaut team in the second half. Mate, what I saw there was something fucking special. You're making me angry. This guy here, special. And without, what about drink water? This is what you're saying about drink water last year. I just thought drink water was beautiful looking, and I tend to, I tend to, um, I think good looking rugby league players do go, as you said last year, they do go a little bit further. The Cooper Cronk theory. Yeah, he's short, though, isn't he? Mm, likes to have his top off too in the changing rooms. Um, okay, any other big major uh, talking points from the Magic Weekend? Uh, obviously, it's going to dictate a lot of a lot of the chat, but specifically that Fox camera gave me fucking vertigo or um, whatever you call it. When um, what do you call that thing when like the Blair Witch Project when you're like looking at it? motion sickness? That's what I'm looking for. Elder. Fuck those those cameras were abysmal, weren't they? You were missing genuine like the Fox camera. You were missing genuine structural elements of the game, and sometimes you're almost missing tries. That was terrible. Is that the first time they've used it? Wow. I completely disagree. I thought the way they used the phone box was brilliant. They even used it, I think they've used it before, but only for replays. They were using it in general play, and I thought it was gold. Nah, did not like it. I don't I don't think that that's a view that you need of rugby league. It's like, remember the um, remember they used to do the ref cam? They trialled it on oh. Monday Night Footy for a while. Mr. Monday Night, Andy Raymond. Um they used to put them on the refs on those headsets and, and like you get real close quarters from like the dummy half kind of and you'd see it. It was also quite, um, I didn't find it easy to follow and I feel this is just another thing that's going to come and go. It doesn't feel right to me. What's okay. the case for what about it? The corner post cam has been great. Yeah, love it. It's been good. Yeah. And on, does, does the black dot cam have any legs? I believe so. Has it not yeah, been so- set up? Nah. Whew. There was a lot of feedback about the black dot, wasn't there? A lot of people texting yeah, me and saying really enjoyed the black dot chat. Yeah, I don't know if that's because of that uh, it could be because of the sexual innuendo or what. I don't know what the sexual innuendo of the black dot would be. What, like a Japai mm. kind of thing? <laughs> I don't know. You know what our listeners are like, though. Yeah, maybe Ryan Pappenhusen. Is Remember he eating housing related, Shin? Pardon me? I wonder if he's got any like background. Probably the same place eating housing came from originally, maybe Czech Republic or something. He was a rugby union international for Australia um, as a junior, really? I think. Yeah. Oh, juniors, not yeah. senior. He's an, he was a Belmain junior. So Tigers fans, that's a very hard pill to swallow, isn't it? Definitely, gee, oh, but well, it's hard to hold on to these players. We know it. Look at Sasaiki. Sasaiki is only famous for taking the monkey off David Vilecki for an ecstasy tablet. 
That is the only reason he's referred to in conversations in the New South Wales and Queensland area is when you ask for a Sasai Fiki. That is it. What Nothing for his football. So he's also famous for being on the end of the most famous um, shoulder charge shoulder in our history year. Yeah. Yeah, Fiki goes okay. I don't think he's going to play too much first grade for the, for the rest of his life, though. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to talk about what stinks out at the foot of the mountains. Give me your perspective on the Panthers. Are you putting a line through them? Of course, we put a line through them last week, I'm sure. Okay, so I want your lines. Bulldogs. Yes. Panthers. Yes. Titans. Yes. Cowboys. This is for the eight. This is for the eight. So you're ruling them out of the eight. The eight, sorry. Um... Cowboys, no. I might do. I might not. Might tonight though. Okay, so I'm just going through the bottom eight. So Cowboys, no. Warriors, no. Broncos, no. Dragons, no. And Knights. No, you can't rule those guys out. Yeah, I'm reading really the Knights out. You can't rule the Knights out. A chance for the they, eight. They're two they, points they, off the eight right now. Knights, though. Think about this. I don't believe they'll make the eight, but you can't rule them out. Nathan Brown basically two weeks ago was basically everyone wanted to get rid of him about three day in, in the three days time. Now he's beaten the Warriors. Like okay, the Warriors are okay, but they've beat the Warriors. We know what they're like. Now, sometimes. It was Warriors. It was Warriors and Dogs on the bounce. Yeah. Quote. But I still do not consider them a good football side. But again, like it's that six, seven, eight spot. Like Jesus. I think the Sharks, now the Sharks are comfortably in the six now. I think even though they're at the sixth spot, West Tigers and the Eels, who are in the eight, they are not by any means um, a lock to make that eight. And then who, who's going to make the eight then? You've got like a lot of other teams that can scramble in and make it. The teams that I think are guaranteed for the eight, the Storm, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Raiders and yeah. Sea Eagles and Sharks. And then the, literally the other two are making the numbers up. Exactly. Unless someone gets hot. Now, I think the most talented full-strength side outside of the eight are the Dragons. I really think that the Dragons, if they had their full strength, they'll get on a roll and they can make it. And Agreed. then the and other spot... Theoretically on paper, but fuck. Nah. We'll talk about it later. We'll get to the Titans. I want to talk about the Panthers. What the fuck is wrong with the Panthers? That was just pure desire. That defense... What's wrong? The Cleary? The Cleary move was... Just give it, it to go, me. Just give it to me. Getting rid of Hook. Doesn't it? Mm. It all stems back going back to Hook, getting rid of Hook for a guy you fired. Now, I'm not saying you can't rehire someone that you've fired, but it's just, what is that? It, it was, it was it's, it smacked of desperation to hold on to a young, up-and-coming most boring. He's a good player, but he's got no creativity. It was just the wrong call from a from a for a side that produces so many juniors to put all your eggs in one basket over one half at that age was, in my opinion, and pay him a million dollars a year was. It all stems back to that, and you had and they went after his father to secure him. Who, I guess, there's question marks on whether he's actually a first grade coach or not. He's got the Warriors to a grand final, and, and then that's probably about it. Which, if, if, if you looked at the talent of that side, um, 
you know, there were a lot of people saying around the time, like early in the season when the Warriors in 2011 were going their usual average self, people were like saying, Cleary, just he should have done a lot better with this football side. So he yep. did have a late season run. I think he had a couple of nice runs early years with the Panthers, most notably when they lost to the Bulldogs in the 2014. Um, it was a great yeah. semi-final in the, um, at the yep. Sydney Football Stadium. Allen scored that incredible yeah. try. It was, a, it was a very, very, very good um, semi-final. I think that was a really nice year for him, 14. And then he was decimated by injuries a lot. But I think you're right. They, I mean, they probably shouldn't fight him in the first place. And I think that people looking back going, fuck, we shouldn't have done that. And they tried, as you said, they locked up Cleary for Cleary. And it seems to be that that started when the rot went. Hook should have been given to the end of the season. They would have got Ivan Cleary at the end of the season. Actually, no, they wouldn't because he signed a contract with the um, Tigers, didn't he? Yeah. So it was all around the fear of losing Cleary. But let's just say they didn't, right? And they didn't, and they lost Cleary. They could have just picked up Brooks for half the price. I, I, look, and I don't want to say because we, I mean, the, the LC get a lot of shit wrong as well, but. I think, I think it was both of us never really bought into the Nathan Cleary hype. I did. Out of a little bit. No, I did. I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. I said that if we, when we did a draft last year, I think I drafted Nathan Cleary first if we started a club from scratch. That's right. You did too. And has that changed? Yes. Wow. But, oh, I just, they just, uh, it's hard to... And then the, uh, the uh, moving away from the Panthers a little bit, but it's so funny, and I mentioned it on a few WhatsApp forums. How if you watch Fox League, all the Queenslanders are going, "Nah, you got to you got to stick with them. You got to stick with Nathan Cleary for Origin." Yeah, of course they want Cleary to play Origin. His confidence is down. I just can't. Okay, let's move back to the halves again. A week on, Cleary's not putting his hand up. But who's going to partner with a rookie? So you're going to start with, and I don't care, the rookies doesn't mean so much to me, but Luke Carey's going to start at six. Who's going to start at seven if it's not Nathan Cleary? I don't know. Can you put Cody Walker there? No. I just don't think uh, you can play Cody Walker and um, Luke Carey together. So, look, I think they'll probably pick Cleary, and it's not... If, if I think Freddie might be a guy that can get... get again, again, at origin level... Um, or what is it called? The, the the arena. The arena. I mean, you don't necessarily need a flashy half, I guess. He's he's going to have some skillful sick back rollers around him. He just He's probably suited to that type of game, to be honest. He just doesn't have... It, it, things are going, going south at the Panthers, the culture. And again, we haven't even touched on the Ratbag scandal at the start of the year hey. and how much that affected them. Tyrone may set the tone, and I said it at the start of the season when we went through the preseason um, picks. Those those roasting videos were going to destroy the season. You don't recover from that, and there's a lot more out there that never actually came to the light of day. But the thing that's most disappointing for me is that I remember a year ago, or maybe even at a stretch too, you would look through the Panthers squad and you'd just be like, "Fuck me, they've got so much talent. You just don't know where to put it all." Now yeah, they've got guys within, within their first grade team. Caleb Atkins, Tyrell Fuimono, James Tamo, Regan Gillard, Wade Egan, Cade Ellis. Like, 
fuck, that's, this is back to like a very, it's getting to like a subpar team. Josh Mansour feels like he's just had one too many injuries. I don't think he's the same player again. And I'm not sure why they don't just play DWZ at fullback. Oh, I know. And so Dylan Edwards was there and we had big reps on him. He's got something does stink at the foot of the mountains. The other thing is you've got to, You've got to look at that club structure, right? They are very, uh, let's say, at the mercy of the league's club. So I'm sure the league's club does filter. I mean, what a tremendous multi-purpose entertainment venue that we've had the pleasure of uh, experiencing. But they feed so much money into that uh, football side of things. Um, they're just getting sick of the, some of the decisions the football club are making. And then there was some interesting stuff, uh, accusations, let's say, allegedly, that some dodgy dealings went around some real estate purchases out there. Did you mm. see some of that? And we're getting some of our Panthers, uh, people from Pantherland, actually having a look at that for us. So we might be able to report back on that next show. Chris McQueen was making line breaks. Just let that sink <laughs> in. They scored what? They scored four tries in the first 15 minutes? Oh, I thought they were going to crack the 100. It was just... Uh, Robbie Farrar was making big, big line breaks. Jeez. And again, you know my thoughts on this Tigers side, but Michael Maguire, yeah. take a bow. To be honest, they, the Tigers only put 30 points on them, in, on, the, uh, on them in the end, which is, I guess, if you're a Tigers fan, you've got to start asking some questions. Um, but yeah, look, I, the Panthers, the line through them, they're not quite... The club's... Not quite in the state that the dogs are at the moment, but geez, they need something to stop the rock. Next, James, James Maloney's got one year to go on his deal. Well, we, where's Luai? Like he's on the, the bench. Guy, he, played on, uh, he came off the bench. Yeah, I he, know, I know. But the guy, you put him in first grade, and he does the job. Like get him back in there. Yeah, I mean, so what do you do? Do you drop Cleary or Maloney? Oh, I'd drop Cleary at the moment, and because. You but cannot drop Nathan man, Cleary for having a couple of subpar games. It's not Nathan Cleary, look, honestly. Look, like, he's not dominating, but you don't drop look, a guy like Nathan Cleary. You just don't. Halves are too hard to come by. Halves, number sevens, uh, literally, who wins you the comp. There's not many people out there like Nathan Cleary. Playing bad or not playing bad, you just never drop a guy like Cleary. Yeah, look, by 7.30pm next Friday, um, things are going to be looking a little bit up for the Panthers next week, okay? So Fuck, let's just say that the Warriors in the pub game, I reckon they are just a shill-in to get a victory there. Get your money on it. <sighs> you know it too. You know it, but you just don't want to say it. I can't. I was impressed with the Warriors' fight back last last uh, last night. I tell now, you what. can I just add, before we get into the Warriors, it was brilliant. I didn't have my phone uh, during the game. I wanted to really focus I on it. I noticed that. And then I... Um, Oh, after the win, I was, oh, geez, I was happy. The wife was happy with me too because I was just a happy man. I took her out for a day and everything after the game. Um, and what happened was I looked at some of the messages and it was brilliant, especially from you going, this <laughs> team is disgraceful, horrible, just long. But, oh, I used the game. word putrid. You used the word putrid. And they, they were a little bit. And it was interesting that, which I hate those on-field interviews, but they interviewed Blake Green um, as I think who did it was Andy Raymond as he came off and Blake Green was just he was just annoyed he was just I think he just didn't like how everything um, was sort of falling into place and then they showed a picture of um, 
Kearney addressing the team at uh, halftime. And I think he, I think Kearney was pretty fired up last night. He looked like he was really getting stuck into them at the half, in the halftime sheds. And they probably needed it. Maybe, and we've said this before, as a first-grade coach, you have blow-ups in you, right? But you can't blow up every every half of a first-grade game or it's going to lose its effect. Yeah, and it's I like think the, bo- it's, it's the boy who cried wolf. You, you, if you hear it, there's kind of coaches that do it all the time and it just loses effect. The thing, the Warriors were lucky to be down by 12 at half-time. They could have easily been down by 24. There was just some poor execution from the Dragons who came out pretty hot. Love that try from Jai Field. He just put his gas down and Sheck was standing quite deep. He just couldn't do anything about it. In the first half, the Warriors completed at 100%, and then they had 91% position, uh, completion, 30 from 33. But the position was like 70-30 for most of that first half. So they did actually pretty well in hindsight to hang on. But I really feel they started to take shape a little bit. Like that Nicarima Blake Green needs a lot of work because the Warriors do look like a very you know, under-12s kind of football side, just spinning it side to side. I think you said that. You know, just side to side to Roger, see if he can do something. It's when they have shape um, and they're doing a couple of nice uh, second man plays with depth. When you you know you actually realise, fuck, we've got Fussy to him, Malo, Hiku, obviously a terrible defender, but he actually can make a line break or put someone in space. There's a lot of talent out there. He was reggae. Yeah, reggae football, and um, I thought the person. This is what really fucked me off. With Stephen Cooney made a terrible blunder in, in my uh, opinion. Carl Lawton came on and changed that game. He looked like he was the best player on the field. He came on and made almost three line breaks, and every time he took them on, he was running a lot. The fatigue was there, and he was really taking the line on. Cooney actually subbed them off for Nate Roach. And, and, and shocking decision. And then he ended up coming back on because Nate Roach did his back or something. But um, Warriors finished strongly. Hopefully they can build off it. Not convinced, but um, there were some nice signs there. You touched on something that is a bit of a worry. One is, um, and I think you just mentioned before, is our reliance on Roger. And mm. the game against Newcastle, we it's lost. embarrassing, isn't it? I think when I look back on it, it was because like, Roger wasn't his self. He wasn't himself coming back from injury. But mm. like we're so reliant on Roger playing well to keep us competitive. And that's a hell of a lot of pressure on Like, Okay, he's getting paid big money, but... And the twenty, we know this. A twenty-six round NRL, uh, the toughest sporting comp in the world, like for this type of football. You, you, right, you can't expect Roger to be up twenty-six, maybe twenty-one, mm. um, twenty maybe. Uh, and then the other thing is Nate Roach. That injury is a interesting one. Like he's had back problems as well. Mm. Uh, if he's gone, like I'm, I'm going to be look watching with bated breath what actually comes out of that. Then all of a sudden, Bully starts to come back, which I think Bully is famous for. You have to kick him up the ass to get something out of him, and he actually got dropped this week. Somebody was saying like they rested him. Nah, he was dropped. No, he's dropped. He knew he's dropped. Good, um, but yeah, let's, C- let's. I just want to say before we that Sevo tackle on Jerome Hughes was fucking horrific. I haven't seen it. Mate, he's got one week. He's got one the worst week. tackle of the season. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Um, let's touch on two real shit teams really quickly. What was Dean Pay? What did he drop like three players on the eve of a game? Like, including Reese Martin was one, and there was a couple of others. I can't remember who they were. 
but relatively good players. They need every every help they can get. Like, there's no point trying to prove a point about fucking standards. And did, what, what do you know actually what they did? Nah, I, I don't know what they did. I mean, to be honest, I don't have much time for the dogs. I don't really look at the bottom of the ladder at the moment. Walker Blake, Blake got dropped for tuning out um, late or something, didn't he? Yeah. It's pretty consistent now across clubs. Like, just do one stupid thing and you drop for the weekend. Like, I get it trying to create. I kind of support it. But the dogs, you Ooh. know, you see them trying to make compete in a game. It's a real winnable game for them against a fellow pretty average side, the Knights. They still competed really well, but they just don't need that shit. Like, get your shit together. Dean Payne, well, just not convinced. That's the other thing. Um with the, the dogs and I guess um, when you see other clubs like Manly, um, and, and oh, that's what I was going to say, Moses Suley, I didn't actually realise, so he's got a shocking record at, and he got dropped from the dogs for not turning up the trainings. Yeah, Do you know what? He's, he reckons he falls asleep in his car. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's happened a few oh, times, eh? Bill Dura? Um, but, yeah, so and who was the other shit team you want to touch on? After dogs, because I don't want to talk about them too much. Okay, the the Gold Coast Titans. Oh fuck, they are Ga- winding Garth, me up. Brett, Garth Brennan has to go. He has to. That he team he's to. got is a decent. The, the cattle he's got is decent. In fact, it could be it should be a top eight side with that cattle. I was I, I thought that, so I went back and looked at Friday's team. Okay, and I think that you'll just say that once I read through it, they've actually only really got a good full pack. Michael Gordon, Anthony Don, Tyrone Peachy, Brian Kelly, Dale Dropley, Alexander Brimson, Ash Taylor. That's as, as bad as you get in the NRL for a back line. Yeah, you're right. But they're forward packs. And then great. Jared Wallace, Mitch Rain, Shannon Boyd, Kevin Proctor, Bryce Cartwright, Jai Arrow. Um, I think they're missing. Who are they missing? Keegan Hipgrave. No, there's another him. forward who would be starting in the second row ahead of Bryce Cartwright. Oh, Ryan James, yeah. Ryan James. Yeah. But it's just the, just the dumbness in their football, way. Eh? It's just like the penalties it's that they dumb. give away. Tyrone Peachy, I mean, he was going to pay a dollar one to go up to the Cold Coast and suck, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's easier to find a, a bloody rah-rah with a neck tattoo than um, find... Uh, uh, what were we talking about? Tyrone Peachy. Oh, to find a Titans fan um, mm. and... God, they they must be pulling their hair out watching that football side go around. Fucking hell, it's, want, it's, actually, it's worse than the Warriors. You've just got to have some. You've got to have an identity, which is what you wanted last year. You just wanted them to get all the bad cunts in the NRL and put them into one team. At least they'd stand for something. I just want them to have a coach with an identity. Like, what kind of football are they going to play? Just be unique. Like, be okay. Be the club that does short kickoffs every time, short dropouts every time, and moves on a scrum. No, stand for something. We talked about this last year, Harry. I think you remember when we talked about Gold Coast just for their their, their brand, their image. Yeah, all the they, all the bad all boys, the of the NRL. Yeah, but don't sign Barber. Somehow sign Barber. Find Somehow a way sign, to get uh, Ben Barber on your books, Gold Coast. What? Give and give Todd Carney a lifeline. Exactly, and around a Tomata, just <laughs> <laughs> imagine that sign. You'd lose. I would just. Your team would get behind you. What, what would you call them, a, like Lance Chance, Lance Ch- Last Chance League, or the last, won't. the last resorts? And it's not a bad. Uh, the Gold Coast is not a bad place to finish their career, as though we have a natural transition to the bikey gangs. Well, it could be like Gold Coast is a resort town, 
They could be the Gold Coast Resorts, but you just got like a little last in front of it. The Gold Coast Last Resorts. It's just last chance. Last chance you for you, basically. Anyone that's been around, been sacked. I mean, they've got to find a way to get Radradra. He's another known. Yeah. Um, what is he? Did he beat his missus? I think he did, didn't he? Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Kitty Edwards come back. He, he just pulled a, uh, one yep. of those things, a yep. Sprite on her or whatever. A freezer. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Um, today's games. Can we talk manly? Can we just talk manly a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah, manly were brave, weren't they? They are. Right, they are. Their team's just decimated. And they've got. So now Walker's got acquitted. Um, and they've, so who have they got on the side of those? They've got Walker, who's probably hopefully going to come back next week or maybe a couple of weeks. DCE, Adam Fanua Blake, Tommy Turbovich. Wow. All, all of a sudden, you've got these guys, which oh, I used to laugh. Well, not laugh. I laughed at them about six weeks ago, like mm. Ruben Garrett. I thought, who the fuck he's is He's good. This? He's good. Brad Parker is actually good. No, not he's not. Good. But he's he's not the worst player in the NRL. He's up there. He's top three. He's top three. Okay, and then you got like Suli, who again we just mentioned top him, two. but he, I, I always thought like this guy must be quite good if these clubs keep giving him a lifeline when he falls asleep in his car, and he's shown, and he's so fat. I love him. He's enormous. He's just brilliant. He right, just looks right. so fat in his face. Like, he looks like one of those, you know, 13-year-olds that just were real good at footy, but, you know, their shorts are so tight, and you can see their ass crack out of them, and they can't pull their socks up over their calves. They're just fat, and he just still looks like that. They were hard to tackle, though, weren't they? Fuck. And, um, yeah, like, even, like, Kane Elgi, I'm like, 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 look at him. He's playing well. Shocked top Sipley, um, break his leg. Um, you know, I, I don't, Manly are going to be... A, are they a top eight side or you had a? I've said, I've said they're a top six side. I have a top six. That's that's all I talk about now. I just talk about the top six because nothing else really matters. There's yep. only there's only six teams that can win it. Agreed. Um, and they are a top six side. I think they could, if they get healthy in four weeks' time, they could rip together a real. They could be that team that finishes hot. Dizzy Hasler, he's he's got his nose in front for coach of the year, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, he just, he does the old, um, what's the call when everyone's mentality. Yeah, he's so good at it. And they just camp over there on the northern beaches at their shitty little um, Narrabeen headquarters and just turn up at their shitty little ground and get wins when they need to. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go to Brookvale some stage this afternoon, uh, this, this season. Um, the Raiders... Joseph B.J. Leilua, a real friend of the show, is out for the season with a neck injury. That is just the biggest body blow. It's just devastating, isn't it? It's devastating for people that love that style of rugby league, isn't it? And they've got premiership credentials this year. They genuinely do. You know, Suli's actually a um, poor man's B.J. Leilua, is what he is. He's a fucking homeless man's B.J. Leilua. Um, and then you get a guy called Michael Oldfield coming at Tongan International, but coming in, it's just like, wow, that's a... But he doesn't let you down, old Oldfield. Mm, defensively, he may potentially let you down, but he, he's got a lot of pace. Uh, it's just sad to see BJ go down and John Bateman go down, which brings know. me to this afternoon's games. The Raiders defensively are the best team in the competition, I think, this year. You know, with a bit of defensive record. Coming up against the Roosters, who are probably the best attacking team. They are. 
think Robert's it's going to be closer than you think today's yeah, game. But the, oh, the Roosters are just... Look, they're cheating scum. But as a rugby league person, I actually enjoy watching them because so they're just I. a really great rugby league side. Great to they're watch. Just, they've won five straight. Um, they are... They've won maybe more than that. Maybe five, six straight. They look really good. They're good to watch. They're fun to watch. Latrell's peak. No, no, no. Mate, they've won, they've won seven straight because they only lost the first round. Oh, okay. Sorry, my apologies. That's true. Um... They're going to beat the Raiders this afternoon for you. I think it's just going to be tighter than maybe you think. I think the Raiders might just make it a little bit difficult. Oh, yeah, look, I think it's got uh, it's it's one of those games. The beauty of our game, there's a lot of question marks that are going to be answered in 80 minutes. I think there's going to be a good crowd. I don't know what the weather's like in uh, Brisbane today, but there's a lot of Raiders fans in uh, Queensland, and as we said, Raiders fans would make league fans. I, I thought this was another shower thought. I thought, why do I like Raiders fans so much? And I'm thinking they're probably my age, they're my generation, so they sort of jumped mm. on the bandwagon when I started watching league, and then mm. got, uh, they had those glory years when they were like up to ten years old, and then they've had, went through a pretty big drought. They've had to go through like the Shifkovskis, the Jamalo Lisi's, the McClendons in their heart, McFadden's in their the heart, the Borgarelli, um, <laughs> the Night of Horror. And they will they'll turn up. So they will get a good crowd today. And I read the Kexton will be going off. Jeez, I love my rugby league. Who do you think was the best away crowd of Magic Round? I think the Dragons were pretty good. Dragons Warriors was a ripping crowd last night. That was thirty three thousand for that. Both teams had well well supported. Hang on, are you? Do you reckon they do the crowd figures for Magic Weekend? They're actually they're doing some maths. They're going, oh, this many people came in, and then nah, this many. Just, whoever I. Just think that they're looking at the turnstiles in a really fucking haphazard way. Yeah, quite. Like, if you wanted to shine a light on an industry that is ripe for the picking to haul them over the coals for, like, blatant lies, check out the guy that does the crowds for the NRL. Exactly. (laughs) The the, the NRL crowd department, the crowd counters, I reckon they do three three to one sometimes. Multiply by three. What what is the absolute... Uh, what's the matchup that would get the the realistic lowest crowd figure in the NRL? And I'm thinking it's got to be Bulldogs as last in the pub game uh, against the Titans. I think Bulldogs Titans is my pick. I think it's I think it's Thursday night Bulldogs Titans. Yeah, and you just basically <laughs> mentally you go right. Rugby league doesn't start till Friday. You actually just don't even consider Thursday as a game. Yeah, well, I'm going to go on Thursday this weekend with uh, Mickey Darling, a great friend of the show. Um, and, yeah, Dragon that's going Storm. to be... A... Nah, it's Tiger Storm. Tiger Storm. Nice. Good game. Okay, you... other Sunday game. I smell an upset, brother. And I've heard big... this. I don't this... know where it comes from. South Sydney v Cowboys. South Sydney are coming off a nice flogging of the Broncos. Okay. They are two losses... And what are they? They are seven and no, they're seven and one. Their only loss yep. coming to Manly. They're due a loss. Cowboys yeah, in their quick, home state with close and close freaks. to their full team. Jason Malolo, the Brown Jesus, will have to have a phenomenal game. Okay, I'm, I'm going to rip you through another big in. Okay, there's a big in, but there's a big out. Our man Kyle Feltz back on the wing. Yes. But Josh Maguire, the big show, big loss. 
oh, hang on a minute. Justin O'Neill and Inari Tuala and then Ben Hampton. It's just sucked my upset potential right out of me. But I love John Asiata at 5'8". Yep. Scott Granville, McLean, Cooper Hess, Tal Malolo, and our man, friend of the show, Kurt Baptiste on the bench. I'm going to stick with the Cowboys in a tight one. What do you say? Uh, so I'm going to pick Roosters by 30 points and Bunnies by 18. Okay. All right. We usually get one right, one wrong. Um, real. We got showed up on the show last week when we were... We basically were saying the Warriors were going to flog the Knights, and uh, it was horrible. Lastly, talk to me about the Bradford Bulls. Um, so we do have a, a bit of a following over in the old dart, and just want to say a great uh, result last uh, night, which is a, the beauty of our, the British League, is that the Challenge Cup can um, uh, put together a professional team versus semi-professional team, because that's what Bradford Bulls are now. And Leeds and Bradford, obviously, well, probably the rivalry's not that big anymore because one's professional, one's um, semi-pro. But the Bradford Bulls at Odsall Stadium bet the Leeds Rhinos in the fourth-round Challenge Cup. Phenomenal upset. And mm. just the Leeds Rhinos are the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs of the Super League in terms of a club that is just falling apart at the seams. What's happening to the Rhinos? Burner. Mate, they're last. They can't even beat, I don't know, they can't even beat Bradford Bulls that's made up of, you know, semi like guys that get $400 a game and are actually plasterers. Is it that bad? What happens? Like, Leeds used to be the, I mean, they were the glamour club. Well, they, they were up to two years ago as well. Um, but they have just somehow, they, this is their, their signings, they've signed Richie Agar's, Tui Moala Lolo here is the worst signing they've ever brought over. He's oh, shocking. Yeah. And Conrad Hurrell. Oh, no. They're both there together? Yep. And they've fell apart. And David Furner's fallen on us, or they've got fired him. Um, <sighs> they're in big trouble. Shit. That doesn't look good. And the Bradford Bulls, they've come from... The, who are they owned by? Uh, well, they, I think Andrew Chalmers, former NZRL uh, CEO, is involved in the ownership of them. But they've just struggled. I'd love to see them getting those from the two thousands where they had those Paul Deacon, the Robbie Pauls, the Leslie Bonacolas in this world. They've fallen apart too. Brilliant. Been bankrupt, bankrupt about four times. Um, it's good. It's good to see. I, I do. I do like you to keep up with the Super League. I'm not capable of it, so I do want to feature that a little bit more and maybe talk about the Challenge Cup a bit next week as well. Okay, well, I'm happy to do that. I like, I like reading about league. And I think <laughs> New York and who was the other one? Oh, I think maybe an Ottawa team or something. Um, oh, the Giggity Giggity, that Asian guy, uh, Giggity Giggity's there at uh, Magic Weekend. What a gazelle. That's nice to see. Wonderful rugby league consumer. Um, righto. Okay, we're going to get into Roosters Canberra. It's 10 minutes to go. I'm going to uh, really enjoy this one on Mother's Day afternoon. I dare say I won't be allowed to watch all of it, but I'm going to watch every single minute that I possibly can squeeze in. Um, as you will, are you off to the um, off to the pub this afternoon? Uh, well, don't know. Actually, my wife's out for Mother's Day, so um, I'm going to watch this at home with some quietness around and just really embrace, especially Chance Nickelcock. Dad, I hope he has a great one. Brilliant. All right, mate. Well, we'll talk next week. You gotta love your league. Love your league.
Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves Sturlow. You know what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Nah.